you know, around May or June, uh, it was sort of getting to that point to where we probably were considering like shutting it down and not yeah. continuing it because we were we were coming up on episode fifty two. We were coming up on a year of the podcast, and like when you talk about like milestones, like we were still sitting at like thirty YouTube subs, like yeah, like a hundred up hundred listens a week or so, maybe seventy by that point. It started to dwindle down. And we were probably like, you know, have, going to have to have that talk. Like that was in the air of like, we should probably stop the podcast. It starts with just taking that leap. Man, you have to work hard. You have to be incredibly smart. Choose something that even if it fails, even if it fails you are going to be proud of it. doesn't matter how badly you got beaten Be kind, be kind, be kind. Become a better person. I'm Samuel Donner, and this is Finding Founders. Having known each other since they were teenagers, Christian, Erica, and Josh began their podcast, The Judges, as a fun experiment in June of 2020. But since then, their podcast has grown exponentially. They found massive success on TikTok with over 40 million views a month and are coming up on 1 million followers. And that growth is translated to the podcast, which regularly hits the top charts. Even though they're still working their full-time jobs, they've been able to create a dedicated and engaged audience base. And it seems like in the near future, they might be doing this podcast thing full-time. But let's take it back and start at the beginning of this creative journey. My name's Josh. I am one of the three hosts I am the person who originally bought the podcast equipment and through one way or another ended up with podcast equipment without a podcast and then decided to make a podcast. I'm Christian Kluckner. I'm the second of three hosts on the (laughs) podcast. I'm the one that bugged Josh enough to actually start a podcast. I do a little bit of the editing for us. Josh does a lot of the social media and TikTok stuff for us. Outside of the podcast, I pair medical equipment. It's nothing like exciting. Uh, I'm Erica, aka Rick or Ricky or Richard or Churd. Apparently, that's that's also on the table now. I am the third member of the Judges, and I honestly am here by chance. And <laughs> I was supposed to play The Sims while they the boys did their whole podcast thing, and um, they convinced me to join. And I uh, just show up and am the funniest, and everyone loves me. <laughs> so that's what I bring. I don't do any of the editing because I'm I don't know I'm lazy. I guess <laughs> these guys are better at it. Yeah, we're just control freaks. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Can you tell me about how you first met each other? So we're all from the same hometown. Josh and I are in the same like graduating class. And then Christian's a year older than us. And Christian and I started hanging out, I guess, like freshman, my freshman year of high school. Yeah. And then started dating my uh, sophomore year of high school. It's like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Going on 13 years. Mm Mm-hmm. We've all known of each other for our entire lives. Like, yeah, pretty much. So Christian and I first met, we had a mutual friend. It was uh, like 2012, uh, my senior year of high school. And we had a mutual friend and we were hanging out. And then one day uh, the mutual friend was supposed to show up. He didn't. And it was just me and Christian. And then we just hit it off. Being a creator ever something that was like in in your sphere of (laughs) view? No, not at all. I, I mean, I consumed a lot of like online content in the back of my head. It was like, that would be really cool. 
And then Josh is like, oh, we can do that. And it's like, huh, yes, we could do that. Yeah. I'd say pretty similarly for me, like, like Christian and I throughout our friendship would always be like, this would make a good sketch. Yeah. And so tell me about like, like these sketches Were you guys like really into comedy. Christian and I both watched a ton of sketch comedy growing up, uh, mainly like online sketch comedy and stuff. Yeah. A lot of, you know, like back in the day, like Smosh, that kind of stuff. I, I'm a huge, huge college humor fan, Jake and Amir uh, specifically. Was that ever something that like you thought that was attainable, like being like a comedian or consuming this stuff? I like brainstorming random ideas, but right, there's the real world. Like back when I was in college, I used to listen to a podcast called Kill Tony that was stand up comedy. And it was like an open mic night, but you'd come up and do one minute of comedy. And then it'd be like professional stand up comedians that would kind of roast you or tell you you're funny or give, give you advice. It, it kind of could go any way, but I was always like, I'm going to go on vacation to LA sometime <laughs> and I'm going to go on Kill Tony and I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to kill. Erica, do you remember like hearing these, uh, these like fantasies? Like, what did you think about it? I'm not a big fan of sketch comedy. Like personally, that's never been something that I've consumed in media. And I mean, they would always talk about their, you know, ideas or whatever when I was around. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You guys are annoying. But yeah, I mean, we I would listen to that podcast with Christian all the time when we were walking to class or cooking dinner or something. When we started, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll do this for a couple of months and it'll just be something to fill the time. I lived with Christian in 2017 when I graduated college. And I remember talking with him directly after I had bought my computer that I still have saying like, we should start a YouTube channel. And it always was that, that same feeling of like, you just needed to get the toes wet and like get into it. And like, you know, it was like, well, you have to buy the equipment and we didn't ever want to commit to it. Why didn't you want to commit to it? Or like, like what was, what was standing in the way you think? Uh, Christian more so than me. I'm more impulsive than Christian is when it comes to purchasing things. <laughs> Christian's a tight ass and, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's not, I don't mean that negatively at all. It's balances me out, especially a ton. And he was just more of like, well, we need to have it fully hammered out and flushed out before we make that jump. And so we never made that jump because I never wanted to put in the time to flush yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm pretty much scared of any kind of change. So it's like even starting the podcast was pretty difficult and it was a lot of like re-listening to the first probably five episodes and just being like is this even good should we even release this like we think we're funny but are other people gonna think we're funny yeah how did you stumble upon that podcast equipment and actually make the purchase yeah i was dating somebody and out of nowhere like she had never expressed any interest in content creation or anything like that before uh she just randomly said we should start a podcast. And this was in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, pre-pandemic. I was like, okay, sure. And like, that was sort of my out, my like sweet. I now have a reason to buy this stuff. And I tried to do research and get decent stuff, bought some pretty cheap, just starter stuff, and then uh, gave it to her for Christmas. And then January of 2020, we broke up. And so I was left with $250 of podcast equipment that I couldn't return because the pandemic was starting and they were saying there's no returns on things right now because of all this stuff. And so then I was stuck with it. And then, uh, yeah, I just sat and gained dust in the corner until Christian and I was like, well, let's just let's just use it. Let's just do something with it. And what were those first ideas of what to do? I, so I actually have notes on my phone because. Uh, Similar to like 
what we were talking about before. I used to like text myself little jokes or like little <laughs> quips or like little basis for like what I could build stand up around. And one of them was uh, a really simple quip of two friends who are connoisseurs uh, call them taste buds. And so originally our idea was to call our podcast the taste buds and just we would literally just review stuff. And that was going to be the premise, but it didn't have enough of a structure. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I like reading Reddit. Here's some cool Reddit stories. And then I we I literally read it to them. We were drinking one night and I read them stories. And I was like, see, this would be fun. And they were like, yeah, that would be fun. Erica, as the most judgmental of the <laughs> of the group, um, what were your thoughts on that? Like, was it actually like, like this could be something or was it like, oh, like, let's just see. It was definitely a let's just see. And at this at this point, when they're still spitballing, like I still had no intention of being a part of it. It was it was just going to be the two guys. Um, so I was just listening and, and secretly judging like, yeah, OK, make this happen. Because I know I know Christian especially is like nervous to start things like that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll see if this actually happens and if it takes off and, you know, go from there. But yeah, I just, I didn't really think anything of it. And like I said, I, I wasn't intending to be a part of it at all at that point. It's tough to grow something. So how are you thinking about creating the first episodes? We come from a very small town. So I think my very first like milestone was like, is this more than our moms and like our cousins <laughs> listening to this? The are people we, that we, are we getting like 50 listeners or anything like that? The first couple episodes, it did do that just because we were pushing it so hard and mostly just Facebook and like Instagram and Twitter, mm -hmm. but it was like our, our personal accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just people that like we knew to start with. And then I think that's when the people that we knew started sharing it with people that they knew and going like, from there. It was very slow growth. At very, first. very slow. We had about 30 listeners an episode for the first seven months. Why did you keep doing it? You know, uh, so that was uh, beginning the pandemic. And honestly, I think a lot of it was that was pretty much the only time I was seeing people. Yeah. And we were hanging out anyway, to be fair. And we enjoyed it. We just genuinely enjoy it. We yeah. never. And at this point, we still weren't even thinking like we might be able to make money out of this or even grow it any further. It was just like we enjoy it. Fun. We're having fun. It was ultimately not even that big of a time sink because we were still on the audio at that point. Probably right when we were starting to peter out, we hit a, a bump because my girlfriend and I, my current girlfriend and I, recorded uh, a little audio plug to put onto Jake and Amir's podcast, If I Were You. So Jake and Amir host a podcast. They're uh, two people from College Humor. And after they were sort of weaning out of College Humor, they started their own advice podcast, which is actually something that me being a fan of theirs sort of molded our own show ab about, which was getting in listener submissions and reading their stories and, you know, talking about it and laughing and joking. They open and close every single one of their episodes with a listener submitted theme song. Knowing that, my girlfriend, extremely talented music-wise, we recorded a cover of uh, a song called Smoko by The Chats, which is an Australian band, and just riddled it with Jake and Amir podcast references. We recorded it, sent it on like a Friday or a Thursday. Our show releases on Mondays and so does theirs. And I was at work and I was like messaging Christian, checking our, our numbers. And I was like, holy shit, we have 70 plays already. We have 80 plays already. We have 90 plays already. And we literally quadrupled our wow. listenership to over 100 listeners. And we were just like freaking out, like what is going on? Yeah. And then I listened to If I Were You that came out that day. 
and they had played our song. And I was like, oh, I did not expect this to already be played. How are people finding you? So I left a little thing in there and Amir read it on the on the podcast, on their podcast that said, hey, check out my comedy podcast called The Judges. It's uh, reading Reddit stories and laughing at them. And one of the coolest things was Jake uh, on the show said, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's a really good idea for a podcast. Like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Josh was fangirling. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. What was your response? What were you thinking? Well, I was looking at the numbers. I was like, we made it. A <laughs> hundred felt so good. Yeah, it was such an insane like milestone to hit at a hundred where it's just like, oh my God, we did it. This It's no longer like our close circle. It's more than anything I could have imagined, honestly. I love how a hundred is more than any of you can imagine. Now you're like almost at a million. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking, I want to like put more time into this? Is this motivating you to push harder, to explore other mediums? Absolutely. I think it made us want to put more work into it because probably like the beginning of January of 2020, mm-hmm. we're audio only. And then after that, we started using webcams. And then probably a month or two after that, we started uploading to TikTok. Tell me how you got on TikTok and what you were like your initial strategy was. Kind of the initial strategy, I would say, was we took what we thought was the funniest bits. Yeah. But like looking back in hindsight, it's like it's funny, but we had no we had no listenership, like no real base at the moment. So it's like out of context, how funny are those clips actually? They have to be kind of amazing to really make it big on TikTok. So then we just started posting the whole stories as much as we could. And that's when it really started taking off. And then we could post like additional like and then here's our commentary on it. Mm The first TikTok we actually posted was um, my girlfriend and I made a a sea shanty cover of London Bridge by Fergie uh, because sea shanties were big at the time. And I offhandedly made a comment on the show the week prior and said something about London Bridge sea shanty version. And Christian said, well, now you have to make it. And I took that as a challenge and I made it. And we posted that and I got 130,000 views wow. in like a week and a half. Was that the most views you had ever seen? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we got like like a thousand followers or something like immediately on TikTok. And I remember saying to you guys, like it, it was probably like a couple weeks after that. I was like, you know, we should probably post a TikTok more because we got a thousand followers off of one video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we started regularly uploading TikToks in late May of 2021. Yeah. And our show where we were still sitting around like a hundred listeners a week, maybe 90 from the Jake and Amir bump. And once we started uploading on TikTok regularly and directing people to our podcast from TikTok, we went from the 100 listeners in like late May, beginning of August, we were at about 14,000. Now we're higher than that still. We're at probably close to like 40,000. For a while, we were growing so fast that we had a huge listenership to our back catalog. And it's like new episode has 7,000 listens. And then you go look at our weekly listens and it's like a hundred thousand. It's like, this is insane because they're getting addicted to it. And now they're going through our back catalog and listening to like six episodes in a day. Mm -hmm. The month of July, I think we had across all episodes, 430,000 plays. Yeah. Wow. If you looked at like the Apple podcast charts, like we would be in like the top hundred comedy podcasts. And it's like, this is absolutely nuts. And literally just completely unexpected. We were just three idiots from a small town that started uploading to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) What TikTok did best for us is it's so good at pushing your content like an unknown creator. It pushes you out to 
everybody. Like it kind of gives everyone kind of a fair shot at reaching a like a market. Because prior to TikTok, we were just struggling to do anything to market ourselves and get us yeah. further out of our immediate listenership circle. Now we're having very steady growth from this. This is a very good marketing tool for us. And the issue with TikTok, like it's a very common problem with TikTok creators in general. I think our biggest month on TikTok, we had across all of our videos in a month, like 60 million video plays um, on TikTok. And I think we only made like a thousand dollars. Which at the time was, yeah, at yeah. the time was like crazy. We were like, oh, like it's still a thousand bucks. But our CPMs on our podcast are so much, it's just, it makes it so much more um, worth it to try to market towards the podcast. Yeah, because you're getting $25 for a podcast CPM, mm -hmm. whereas on TikTok, you're getting like, what, three cents, two cents maybe? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, something like yeah. it's garbage. It's garbage. I want to go towards like your next milestone with Netflix because it just seems like crazy things <laughs> after yes, crazy yeah. things start <laughs> happening to you. So can you tell me where you were when you found out about this next big deal? We were at a friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. oh, we were sitting there. Yes, we were. We're at the reception and like just waiting to get released to go get dinner or yeah. something. And mm -hmm. Josh is just look, looks at his phone. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, what's this? And like he, and all it says is like, Netflix. And it's like, what? Yeah, we, I had an email and it just said uh, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix partnership. Yeah. And I was freaking out. And it turned out to be a sponsored TikTok post for Seinfeld airing on Netflix starting October 13th. And so what so, were you like? <laughs> How are you thinking about approaching this? Are you thinking like, we're going to now negotiate with Netflix? Like, like what are you thinking? Absolutely zero negotiation <laughs> went down. It was actually a, a pretty deep, it's probably our first sticking point. Like the rate wasn't that crazy. I was, it was, it was, uh, they offered us a thousand dollars for one TikTok and we ended up doing it mainly because it was like, we need the experience. In my mind, I was just like, why wouldn't we do it? <laughs> I'd say overall it was a positive experience because we immediately got the regret of we needed to be harsher in our negotiations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We needed to. So it was a really, really good learning experience. Yes. For sure. Um, to, to where we are now. So we've definitely used that moving forward. And so what what are your, like, I guess coming from that, that Netflix deal, like how did you approach the next one? Is there another sponsorship integration that you felt like, okay, like, this proves that we've come so far from from Netflix. Now we know what we're doing. We know what we're negotiating. We know what content is performing well, stuff like that. We partnered with Gumball, which is uh, an ad retrieval service through HeadGum, which is a podcast company that's uh, founded by Jake and Amir from College Humor. And they did all of the ad retrieval for us. So we sort of took that knowledge and then immediately pushed it onto a third party because we were like, we don't know enough. Yeah. Like we, we didn't want to spend the time to delve into the rights and wrongs of ad retrieval. I, yeah. I think we spent a, maybe less than a month trying to reach out to our own sponsors, like trying to gather a list of companies we would even want to work with. And like just trying to find someone to reach out to those companies was a struggle. And probably a big part of why we weren't super worried about the money aspect was because at the time we were still hosted through Anchor. 
And Anchor has a service. It's a completely free podcast hosting service. With Anchor, we were getting so many listens to our back catalog. That's like, this is an insane amount of money coming in. Yeah. And that was able to, that was able to um, fund. We, I renovated two different rooms in my house. Um, to be studios. To, to be studios for the podcast. We're currently in the second one. We bought, we were able to buy all the p- brand new podcast equipment, cameras, uh, the furniture in here, uh, everything, all through the money effectively generated through that Anchor ad read. Money wasn't like the, the number one thing probably until after that, because then we started to see like, not necessarily we just want to make money, but we could potentially turn this into a job, like a, a career or like yeah. something long term where we can quit our nine to fives and really focus on it and, and be able to produce more content. So that's where I want to go next, right? Because you guys all have day jobs, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what is your your thought on being, you know, transitioning into full time content creation? I never would have ever thought this for myself, but I am ready. Uh, <laughs> I, so I work in public health. That's my day job. I'm a communicable disease investigator. Um, so with the pandemic, I have been miserable to say the least. So I was very, very stressed. And I mean, I was working seven days a week, eight to 12 hours a day for three straight months with no break no time off. Then I was like, okay, if any of us are going to quit our jobs, it's going to be me. I am the most miserable in my day, day-to-day work. It's going to be me. And then, I mean, we haven't done anything yet. We all are still working our day jobs. But now that we're pregnant, I'm doing July and I'm like, yeah, I'm for sure quitting my job. I'm going to be the first. <laughs> it's going to be me. What's really funny too is um, right before we started to go big on TikTok and really drive to our podcast, I was you know, around May or June, uh, it was sort of getting to that point to where we probably were considering like shutting it down and not yeah. continuing it. Cause we were, we were coming up on episode 52. We were coming up on a year of the podcast. We were probably like, you know, have going to have to have that talk. Like that was in the air of like, we should probably stop the podcast. Yeah. And then literally the next week is when we blew up on TikTok. <laughs> Pretty much. It kind of saved us. It's really scary. The premise of not having potentially, you know, uh, health insurance or like a secure defined income source to pay off a mortgage. I'm so afraid of change that I I will probably be the most hesitant to quit my job. Yeah, the, the workload has become so it's not like it's unbearable, but to go between like, you know, we, we have to do TikTok editing podcast episode editing, recording the podcast. We have Patreon posts. We do uh, live streaming on Twitch. Yeah. All these all these balls getting juggled in our court to where it's just not sustainable uh, yeah, no, it's at our current rate. And we want to do more. We want to do more content creation because we really enjoy it. What are you looking forward to most in the next like year? I'm honestly, uh, part, part of my new pod year resolution personally is just collaborate. I really just want to work with more people. We had a stint of working with four people within a span of six episodes that yeah. we had on our show. And it was wonderful. Uh, they were all amazing guests and we've kept in contact with uh, all of them. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And then we stopped. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had a collaborations in the past 30 episodes. Uh, so in the new year, I'm really looking forward to doing that. I guess last question to wrap it up is what piece of advice do you think you would give to content creators that are starting out keep going just do it yeah just do it and have fun doing it that's yeah that's the thing like like we've we've said it multiple times 
we don't just do it for the money or, or at this point or, you know, whatever. We have fun. Like what you're seeing on the podcast, that is genuinely the three of us. That is how we interact with each other on a daily basis. Like we are best friends. This is, it's just a good time. Don't be hard on yourself. There's been times where I've left a recording. I'm like, oh, that was a bad episode. And then I go and listen to it. I'm like, that might be top three episodes. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know how I went through the whole recording. Like this was a disaster. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't, I, I'm, I feel like I'm overly harsh on myself a lot of the time, but then it's like, I look at the final product and I was like, this was great. So, and we get a great trying. response from it too. So that, that <laughs> helps too. Yeah. It's very cliche, but it really is just do it. Just take the jump. You know, the only thing you can do is fail. And if you, you know, like at least you can say you tried and it's very cliche, but I mean, our, I think our show is pretty pair. It's a pretty good example of, you know, we almost weren't twice, you know, yep. <laughs> like it, we almost didn't start and then we almost quit halfway or right before our success. And we just stuck through it. And that doesn't mean everybody's going to get through to have success, but it's, it, we would have never gotten to that point if we didn't take that jump. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, DM us at Finding Founders Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Finding Founders is produced and hosted by me, Samuel Donner. Our Chief of Staff and Operations is Jessica Lynn. Our audio editing team lead is Adrian Tapia. Support from Irene Van Berkel, Matt Fernandez, Nay P. Cannon, Sophia Donner, Maura Lynch, Zoe Maddox, Ashley Jimenez, Michael Chung, Nicholas Guzman, Aaron Devereaux, Sanessa Gisley, and Lois Choi. Our outreach and research lead is Kenny Ong, with support from Sarah Hobson, Melody Sopani, Cherise Tan. Jake Wiley, Ibada Thrive, and Mecca Shelton. Our writing team lead is Elizabeth Bowen with support from Abigail Azardia, Elise Caldwell, Jake Wiley, Jordan Ortiz, and Sanessa Gisley. Our design team lead is Shruti Ramanand with support from Sohail Amatya, Tiffany Dang, Jonathan Wass, and Diana Marie Kandaja. To see more of what we're up to, subscribe to our newsletter at findingfounders.co. Thanks again for listening. And see you next week.